Good. Uh, my name is Eric Beach, and uh, I am, uh, I guess, on a journey trying to find out how to get things done. Okay. I'm. Uh, You're new to podcasting. Yeah, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out how to load it up. On, uh, I, I hired a, I hired a guy to help me out. He's he's setting me up with all these LinkedIn meetings. Hey, you need to interview this guy. He's in education. Hey, talk to this girl. Okay. So I jump into these interviews. I don't have any questions. I just kind of talk with. I really find out who they are, uh, what kind of skill set, knowledge set, what what their vision is, what their goal is, and. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, try to tell them a little bit about myself and what my goals and ambitions are. Okay. Is this video and audio or just audio? Um, well, I just hit the record button. We're on Zoom. I, I'm guessing it's video too. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a fancy microphone or... You don't have uh, to have a fancy microphone. As I, don't have as a sound decent. I, I do have a notebook here, but I hardly ever take any notes. I don't, I don't have any pre-prescribed questions for you. Okay. Um, I did look at your profile. Uh, it looks like you did some formal teaching in the public education system. Mm -hmm. What grades? I did uh, K to twelve music, and then okay. I did elementary special ed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm a bit of an informal educator. You know, a, a non-accredited teacher. Mm -hmm. um, I, I teach a lot of employees and friends and family. Um, a lot of hands-on experiences how to build, how to repair, uh, how, how to get this project done, how to get that project done. So uh, maybe similar to you in that fashion. Yeah, you're like a coach. Yeah, yeah, sure. Job mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm in the process of um, building a education platform, uh, an application, uh, a web version, uh, uh, Google Play and uh, Apple app. So I've got two apps built and I'm I'm working on the web app version. Mm -hmm. um, so my teachers will be able to uh, post classes. So if, if, if your proclivity was English, you could you could teach a class on, hey, I'll teach you how to speak English or I'll teach you how to speak it properly. Mm. Or uh, if you're a honey beekeeper, you could teach somebody how to extract honey from a comb. Okay. So uh, on my on my app, in, in my head, the, the way it'll work is uh, people will post... Um, a segment of something that they know where they feel that they can give instruction on like um how to extract honey it's a it's a four-hour course at the end of the course uh you're gonna know how to extract honey from a comb how to filter it how to bottle it and you'll, you'll leave the course with two jars of honey and here's the price for this course mm. and it, it could be anything from uh it, it, teachers could, could offer anything uh, textiles uh, construction practices uh, maintenance and repair vehicle equipment um, you know second language mathematics tutoring music yeah so um that, that's what i'm trying to do i, I, I don't know if uh, if i described it well enough you know yeah no it makes sense there's a, a website that does something similar to that where an individual can go in and they can say they want to do this class. They they do it with photography though. Mm -hmm. So anything photography related. Right. So if you want to learn how to, you know, like uh I guess edit your own photos, if you want to learn how to shoot better. So like light all yeah, how to how to use filter, how to set up a exactly. Frame. Yeah. Right. And just and just what we were talking about before we even 
really started the conversation was like podcasting, right? Podcasting is actually an art. It's not something you're like, oh, I want to be a podcaster and you hit record. It's actually right. a lot to it. There's a yeah. lot to it. There's a lot right. to it. And your first episode should be terrible. And your, I guess your 100th episode should be okay. And your 200th episode should be good. So, sure. and then you're always leveling up, like, you know, every 50 to 100 episodes, well, you learn well, a lot. Welcome to my seventh iteration of terrible then. <laughs> but, but, but you're going to notice that you're going to get new ideas and you're going to get better equipment. And then from there, everything just starts to get better. So when you have like a idea, whether it be an app or a, um, I guess a business plan, you can say, okay, this is point A. And where do you want to be point B, C, all the way up to Z, right? So that Z is like our final uh, right. destination, but but yeah. there's a building process that we have to go through. So right, bit about right. And, and I'm, I'm kind of doing this blind because mm-hmm. I, I think I know what my point Z is. Um, we, well, no one knows what their point Z is. Well, I, I know what I want it to be or, or okay. I, I have a goal. I, you know, I have, I have a finish line in mind. Um, mm-hmm. when I'll get there, um, and what steps I'll have to take to get there. I'm, I'm completely in the dark. Mm-hmm. And, and like, like I say, Z is one of those unknown variables because you're going to get to B and you're going to say, you know what? I want to do something different. You do a pivot. Well, yeah. I mean, you still have to have a, an aim point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, so you, so, so you my, have my aim, aim point, point is Z. Yeah. And, well, we all want and, to get to Z. Yeah. And then I was talking about define define details to Z. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, where are you? What, what location? I live in Texas. Okay. I'm a Lone Star Wisconsin. State, Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. How's the weather there now? Cold. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I was just in Connecticut recently, so so I'm very uh, used to the cold. So, do you earn money podcasting? Yeah, you can earn money. Oh, do you? Oh yeah. Oh, well, you can. What am I getting, gonna get paid? Well, well, well. There's there's several ways you can you can use podcasting to make money. Okay. okay. The first way is you can monetize your podcast mm-hmm. and do ads. So okay. so you could do ads and you and you for every amount of downloads you get a certain amount of money, right? Okay. The second way is you can get. Uh, affiliations so podcorn is the way you can put ads into your podcast or just doing like a script for example let's say eric you paid for me to promote your podcast and i would you know give you the contract on podcorn Mm -hmm. and i'll say i'll do it for this much money and then you say deal or no deal right or you want to make some adjustments you can you can make money that way and or you could sell service so what i do is i do mindset coaching so my whole podcast is about personal development coaching in session yeah. it's really me just talking about topics that are related to mindset that are related to helping people become better in their life in different areas and so when people are all sitting down with the episode they say you know i want to work with this guy so they can easily go to my website all the uh descriptions or all my links are going to be in the description box in the show notes so people can easily just click on go to my website the funnel system works and then from there it's building uh, clients. So there's different ways you can do it, but, and then also having guests on your podcast, you can do a paywall. Paywall. For example, I have a lot of people who want to be in my podcast and my podcast is very, Hmm. I guess you can say it's hard to get on. 
Okay. So if someone really wanted to get in my podcast and I didn't want them, I would, I would make them pay. Okay. I get it. Yeah. I don't know if I would ever do that. If I don't want somebody on my podcast, I probably just don't want to interview them. Well, the thing is when you, when you give them a paywall, it makes some, it's kind of like skin in the game. All right. So if you're familiar with the concept skin game, people show up a little bit more. So for example, I'm going to be made sure that I have a nice outfit on, that my mic's ready, that my um, headset is ready because time's money. And so they're going to be ready. They're not going to be like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to set up my mic. They're going to be equipped. So you already take away some of the variables by having someone who might be new to podcasting or new to interviewing. And then even then, someone who just might be a terrible interviewer. So if they are no, if they if they know they're going into a paid uh, podcast that they did, they're going to practice a little Prepare bit. Prepare a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Work on their speech, their elevator speech, right? Exactly. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, uh, I, I didn't get into the, I, I really didn't necessarily want to podcast, but they're, they're telling me I need to build some recognition, right. earn trust. Value. Yeah. I get some, yeah. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to make friends. I guess. <laughs> well, it's not about making friends. I think it's about building networks and connections sure, yeah. more so than making friends. Yeah, um, that's what I meant. I yeah. I, we're not going to write each other Christmas cards. Yeah, well, I was expecting one, but I never got one. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but but you do want to build value, right? So if someone goes to your website, they look at your app, they're going to say, well, who's Eric, right? That's their first uh, question, right? What is okay. then next is what does he do? So if they can't find it within a minute, they're, they're gone. gone. They're, they're gone. gone. Right. <laughs> so so you so you have to make it very easy for people to know what you do, and and then if they want to search in your website and everything, they find a lot of content, good content too. Not mm -hmm. just oh, you know, I, I press record on Zoom. There was no editing. There's uh maybe if you have like uh like a fan going on in the background that's annoying sure. so all of those little things people are going to be like i don't want to listen turn to this off, right yeah. right so, listen, so uh, then listen to them uh, uh, mm -hmm. and and all of that and all of that is going to be if they're going to either get your service or continue listening and watching you yeah okay yeah well I, i'm on my journey and like i said uh mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see where it takes me yeah just have a little bit of more directive and just give yourself goals and stay committed. A lot of people who start podcasting, they quit because they get the, I think it's called the podcast itch or whatever it is mm -hmm. it's called, and, or oh, it's called pod, it's called pod fading. So they, if, you know, let's say they do an episode a week, right? Maybe they skip a week and they skip another week and they do one and then they mm -hmm. do one a month and then one a year. Yeah. It's called pod fading. So for me, I have a very strict schedule when I podcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're always going to see an episode unless the world ends an episode's coming out. Okay. So. Yeah. And a lot of people want that, you know, they, they like listening to you. They like your mm -hmm. tone of voice. They, they like how reasonable your logic is. Let's keep listening to that person. Yeah. You get a little hooked on stuff. Mm -hmm. um, how long are yours usually? My episodes. So yeah. my, my. Mondays and Wednesdays episodes are typically either me, Wednesday episodes and Friday episodes can be a guest. So Monday, I talk about my most recent blog that comes out on Sundays. And those episodes are typically between 19 minutes and 30 minutes okay. around there. I try to keep it in the 22 to 25 mark, 
but sometimes I just keep on talking. Sometimes I don't have as much to talk about, so it's a little bit less, but the balance is around 22 to 25 minutes for my Monday episode. I have a lot of guests coming on, so their episodes are typically 30 minutes to an hour. The sweet spot's 45 minutes to 55 minutes around there. Okay, cool. Um, okay, well, what else do we want to talk about? Um, so I, I see a, I see a, um, a niche in our marketplace for, for what I'm trying to do. So the, the school I'm trying to build is... Um, I guess location dependent. So I'm, I'm I'm trying to build a first first person or a first hand education experience. So I, I hope to get teachers on there that know how to do concrete, uh, know how to repair buildings, know how to use a sewing machine. <clears throat> and I'm trying to get enough teachers that within a, 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 a demographic, you could you could search my website and in your city you could find 80 teachers or a thousand teachers. Hmm. With, with various subject material. Um, so, so you could actually uh, form some sort of relationship with your teacher, you know, like if, if a young boy's got some proclivity towards uh, automotive maintenance, maybe he could take, keep taking this one mentor's course. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll teach you how to do a starter. Yeah, I'll teach you how to do a valve job. So uh, I, I hope my school can link up like-minded people with like-minded instructors. Mm -hmm. And would this be location-based as in like Wisconsin or would it be nationwide? It could be global. There's, there's no reason it can't be a global application. Um, but when I launch, I'm probably going to launch in a, uh, one or three specific demographics, uh, a, a place with a large um, population density. Because mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to have to do some like local advertising and recruiting, especially yeah, like definitely. I'm, I'm going to have to go to like all the shops that are already doing it. So dance studios, mm -hmm. music places. Hey, give me the list of all your instructors. And then I go try to recruit all the instructors from like the local music store, which is for us, there's a hide music. Mm -hmm. So I, I would try to get a list of all their instructors and then see if I can convince those instructors to create profiles. Mm. You go to different shops and try to convince mechanics to create a profile and post a class. But if somebody posted any class and hey, I can teach you certain aspects of auto maintenance, uh, and then the student says, hey, can you teach me how to install a light bulb? And maybe the course could be uh, tailored for that one specific class, and the cost could be tailored for that one specific class. Mm -hmm. I would find a lot of difficulties in doing that because YouTube or the internet, especially, you can find a lot of that stuff readily available. And I do yeah. understand what you're talking about with like sure. cultivating relationships, because you can create that one on one that you're not going to get from YouTube, um, because that's just all pre recorded and it's built for the masses versus right. someone who's like, all right, this is Michael, and I'm building this course for him. Right? Yeah. So like, people don't necessarily un understand what tools and equipment is needed for a specific job. And the, the fact that you have to have ownership or you have to go find those tools and those materials and people don't even know where to get materials. Uh, you know, if, it, if it's a specialized job, you know, where are you going to find a metal hole saw? Okay. You have to go to one of these shops. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I hope to give people a better crutch, you know, watching a 30 second YouTube videos whole lot different than doing it yourself mm, yeah i i do know there are, are channels who go in depth so so they would have to find those channels and i think what you're offering is that you're offering a full service where they don't have to look for the right fit is already that's, is already that's there. my intent yeah that's my okay intent. yeah 
Yeah, it's a, it, it's kind of a place like uh, so. If, if you were a mechanic shop, you know, you, you get customers the traditional way. People that need maintenance, but this my app would just become another sales platform for them. They would, uh, you know, re- receive customers through my app as well. Mm. Another sales platform almost is one way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can make it like a Yelp or something like that, but with a twist, then then I think people are going to really gravitate toward it because if they just see it as a, you know, like another app, I mean, how many apps fail? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not another app. It's, 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 it's more of like an online dating. Think of it like Craigslist or online dating. Oh, so they get to swipe right or left if they want it? Yeah, kind of. Um, so, you know, there's going to be a big menu of classes within a 50 miles radius. No. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's take this pottery class together. It could be like a little first date thing, or it could be a father son thing. Hey, let's go. Let's take this birdhouse class. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's take this. Um, you know how to disassemble a a weapon. You know how do you, how do you do maintenance on a rifle or a shotgun, or how, how do you zero a rifle? Mm. Uh, how do you use a telescope? You know, there's a lot of people out there that are really smart, and I I would love really. Like um, I, I kind of do this in my own life, and I, I've been doing it my, my my whole life almost. Is whenever I hire a service or whenever I'm in the presence of somebody that's doing a job, I, I pay a lot of attention. Like, how do you do this? What kind mm-hmm. of material is this? So I, I almost do some of those. So if I hire a contractor, the co- contractor is always kind of taken back because I'm always like on the job with them, installing materials with them. And, I'm kind of pirating their knowledge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's good to look at someone else's uh, work ethic and then gain wisdom from them, right? Because right. we gain and, knowledge from teachers. And I, I just thought that that's a beautiful thing. For, if, if I could give that to my kids, some a la carte education options. Hmm. You know, like my, my daughter got a sewing machine recently. I, I would love to find a, a, a local quilt maker that I could, I could plug my daughter in front of once mm-hmm. a week or once a month learn different stitches, learn how to cut things, learn how to follow patterns. And it's 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 not knowledge that you get from a 30 second video. It's just knowledge that you get doing it hands on. So that's what I'm trying to build. I'm trying to- Okay, trying like, to yes, yeah, so more class-based. Yeah, experience-based. You know, like it, it doesn't necessarily have to be academia. All right, sit down for my woodworking class. There's gonna be a quiz, you know, mm-hmm. like hopefully-, well, hopefully well, No, 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 no. Like I'm talking about like when you're working with like, let's say a seamstress mm-hmm. or a tailor, right? Um, you're going to not get that. You're not going to say, well, there's going to be a quiz at the end of the class, right? It, you know, if, if you go for art and wine class, they're not going to say, well, we're going to grade your painting at the end of it after you paid already $50 to get in. <laughs> exactly. So it's always like, this is what you created. Right. So, so, so I think that's important because they take away the grading aspect, which can be a negative component to education. Yeah, so that, that's that's what I'm working towards building. I'm um, self-funded, um, so I'm, 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 I operate two businesses to fund uh, this venture, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just have to again, little by little, you just keep gaining skills. Call them nuggets of gold, mm-hmm. and the more people you meet, the better connections yeah, you have. I, I, so I I, I kind of always fall back on this thought to myself i i, I call it um e- economic ability or uh, self-worth mm-hmm. like um what what is your ability can, can you describe it you know like if, if you had to go build a house could you do it 
could you do any aspect of it? You know, could you, um, and the, the, the more you learn and the more, the more larger, listen, how good my grammar is. You could teach me some grammar. <laughs> The more larger of a project you take on, the more confidence you build. You know, like, mm. hey, you, you you remodeled the bathroom, good job. Oh, you remodeled an apartment, good job. Oh, you, you remodeled the house, good job. Oh, you added an addition on. So you you keep building skill set. So I I call that uh, self worth. Um, so so knowing your own self worth and growing your own self worth gives you um, i call it economic advantage mm. so the more small skill sets and proficiencies i learn the more i can uh, engage in the marketplace right and, and, and the bigger my economic uh, lever or my bigger economic advantage so you know now i'm in my 40s and i've saved some money and i i uh, have been i got some principal in my house and i got some principal in my other projects so, so now I've gained economic leverage. So now I can take on a larger project because uh, I've improved my self-worth. So I've learned more things and I've improved my economic advantage. So if an opportunity comes up to me, I can jump on it more readily than if I didn't know shit. Right. Yeah, it's good to have some level of, I guess you could say, foundation whether like you were talking about mechanics early on, right? At least mm -hmm. understand, you know, the hood of the car, like, you know, how yeah. to open up the hood and then yeah. what's in it, right? Where's the engine? Yeah. Where is the timing belt, right? Learning those things. It that gives you a little important. bit more opportunity to grow in that skill set or area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I started in the army. I was in the army for 21 years. It was a diesel mechanic. It was kind of a grease monkey. Didn't really fit in, in high school very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, started as a mechanic. Then we got into the infantry. I was an infantryman. So seven years mechanics, seven years infantry, and seven years logistics. And I, I had a big emphasis in operations and training and administration. So I got to, I got to learn it quite a bit in the Army. Coming out of the Army, I bought uh, apartments. So my apartments mm -hmm. grew. Um, then I started building the school. So my apartments were funding the school. And the, the development of the school started to exceed the cost that the apartments could sustain. Mm -hmm. I, I can only raise those tenants' rent so much. Mm -hmm. so, so then I mortgaged my apartments and I bought a pair of hotels to uh, continue funding my school at a higher level. Mm -hmm. So, and, and because I learned all those skill sets, because I I was able to do that, you know, like not, not everybody could just go buy a pair of hotels and mm -hmm. effectively run them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot to things like that. And I'm sure even people will, would want to know how to buy real estate like that. Like, how do I even get my first duplex, let alone a, an apartment building or a hotel? Like people are going to be at that phase, most likely. Yeah, well, it, it, it comes with knowledge and, and you got to build rapport. So like I built rapport with my bank and uh, various contractors. So I bought my first building and I built, built rapport with various handymen and contractors and service providers. And I was a good client and a good customer. So they, they, they were apt. I don't even know if I'm using that word correctly, but they, they liked working with me. So it was easier to get them to work with me again on a bigger project. And then if that project was successful, then I got to go on a bigger project. Yeah. 
Yeah, you are 100% correct when you have to build these relationships. And I think the class that you are going to be making is going to be helping build even more relationships because you're going to have to know the seamstress. You're going to have to know the mechanics. Right. You're going to have to know yeah. the musician because right. it's not going to be simply like, well, if you just want to do this here, just sign up and you'll get a commission for each class that um, you do. So it's more than that. I think I think it's creating more meaning and it's trying to bring back intrapersonal relationships where it's not only behind a screen because yeah. everything has been so... Uh, so I guess you can say electronic. How, you, how are you making money? Tell me all your secrets. Coaching, coaching. So how do you get a customer? So like, uh, do, you, do you have kids? Do, do parents sign their kids up, or do they sign themselves? Yes, yes. Parents will sign their kids up typically. Um, otherwise, if they're over twenty-one, they can sign themselves up. So I, I've had to go go both ways. Of course, the way you get customers is by putting yourself out there, social media. Uh, if you want to do paid ways, you can do ads, whether it be Google, Facebook, Instagram. You could post you could post coaching services on my application. On yours? Yes. Yeah. 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 And then you could you could put price to be to be determined. Mm -hmm. Or you, you could write down like what the typical schedule is. But I imagine there's a certain getting to know you period with your first customer. Like, okay. Uh, we're going to talk for a while mm -hmm. and then we're going to come up with a plan. And then over the next six months, I don't, I don't know what your, your cycle of your students looks like. So I'm pretty decent. I'm not going to say I'm the best, but I'm, I'm pretty decent at what I do. And what I will say is I wouldn't have been good at this job if I haven't been doing it since 2009. I will say that because I've learned so much from 2009 to about 2013, everything I needed to know, right? And it's not that I, I don't learn. I learned the key concepts of coaching, what makes a good coach, what makes a bad coach, and then how to read people, how to help people, right? right. That, that happened in a four-year stint. Basically, it was like on-the-job college, even though I did go to college, but it was still on-the-job training. Yeah. And, and that was Which important for way me. More, way more valuable than that. Exactly. So I learned more doing that than I did in college, even though I learned a lot in college, but it's different where, where, where now you're applying your knowledge. Then, well, then sometimes just when you have to apply new knowledge, you have to immediately research that knowledge. Then you immediately apply the knowledge so it sticks a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And then having mentors and people who have already done it, they yeah. help you and guide you. Yeah, like, okay, this isn't an insurmountable task. You can do this. These are the different steps you have to take. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. it's, it's nice having somebody there with you in mm -hmm. the trenches. Yeah. And then so from, from there. Texas? Are you from Texas? Nope, from Connecticut. Connecticut? What'd your mm -hmm. old man do for a living? He did construction. Oh, okay. Okay. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Okay. Your mom, are they still in Connecticut? Yeah, they're still in Connecticut. Just saw um, uh, Christmas. Oh, cool. You got kids? One. One. Yeah. How old? Seven months. Congratulations. Thank you. Have more. Have have lots more. Have a mm -hmm. lot. We, we, we plan on having one more, but that's... Oh, come on. Well, that's not my choice because I'm not the one pushing out a baby. Uh, so, and well, but the thing is, if she wants to, I'm not going to force it. Plus, I always thought two or three would be a good... Uh, a good amount for yeah. me. I yeah, had. We just, a, uh, I, I, we, we've we've stopped having children. Mm -hmm. I always kind of reflect back that, man, I wish we would have had one more. 
but then you get grandbabies. So yeah. yeah. So as soon as as soon as they start coming, then it's kind of like reliving that because you had a part in that. Yeah. Um, so um, the the guy that got me doing these podcasts, I, I, you know, he's like, yeah, we need a, you have to be the face of your brand. You have to build build trust, uh, build relationships. He's like, well, you're gonna have to, yeah, you have to come up with some metric, you know. What, what, you, you, he's like, you got to convert people on your podcast. You got to flip them somehow. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? He's like, well, you got to get them in a group. You got to get their email. You got to get their feedback somehow. So, uh, I guess what we're currently doing is inviting people to a, a Facebook group, um, and that's kind of where we're collecting people. Um, you know, point to contact information, I guess, um, a, a way for them to follow along and watch my journey, you know, as I make posts on there, as they can see some of the pro- progress of mm-hmm. what I'm working on. So if you don't mind, I'll, I'll send you a link to uh, the Facebook group. Maybe you could join it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send it to my email. And also, I can share thing- it right now. But yeah, 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 we can share it now. Um, sure. The great thing about Calendly is that you get their email address. So when you send them a invite to the podcast, then you can, and then you automatically get their uh, email. Oh, okay. yeah. So, so then you can use that for email marketing. Yeah. So the, the, those are some of my handicaps, like some of the stuff I just don't like doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's that's when you get a social media manager, right, and right. you have them do. I do very little social media stuff. Now, do I have a say in everything that goes off? I would say maybe like sixty percent, but most of it is by my social media manager. I provide yeah. a lot of the content, and she does a lot of the engagements and a lot of the posting and the scheduling because I don't have time. So, yeah. so, I, so she I, I has have to that do that right now. But we <clears throat> we really haven't formed our left and right limits yet you know yeah our delineations of duties yet we're still kind of figuring shit out i i would make that a priority <laughs> yeah it, it's so important it's so important because then you could say i want this post at this at this time and yeah. then and then of course you can build that as you go on for me it's kind of like a building salary i guess you can say so they might start off getting like $500 a week. And then as soon as they get more tasks, maybe they're now at $800 a week, right? Sure. So, so you're just building that as long as, as you're fair and they and they can appreciate the work too, because I think is sometimes- she local? Do, you, do you get to interface with her? Or? No, um, this is virtual. Yeah. You could do virtual and you could do local if you can find someone. If you can um, find someone. Yeah, it, it, it's more difficult to find someone local than it is virtually, because you can find someone in California who right. can do it for you. Um, and then, you know, then finding here, for example, I was looking for a babysitter and, um, it's very difficult to find good help. So, so yes, you, you have a better chance to find someone who's going to match with you, vibe with you and do good work. than if you just said, okay, I'm only looking local because I want someone to meet with me in person, you can meet with someone on zoom to do the virtual stuff all the social media stuff is typically done online. So it doesn't matter if you meet with them online or if you meet with them in person, the work's going to be the same. Now, if you want an in-person relationship, then you're going to probably want to look locally. Um, High school, like uh, seniors graduating, you're going to maybe look at uh, beginning. Yeah, yeah, university, college students, uh, community college. Yeah. 
And you're going to just basically put out an ad, you know, say if, if anyone's looking for a job, I'm doing interviews for a social media manager. And after you do social media manager, eventually you're going to need an executive assistant. And then as soon as you have those two, take over the world. Uh, <laughs> That's so, it. Um, how long are we going here? We are done. So uh, do you have any other questions for me? No. Well, um, yeah. Well, if so, if, if, if somebody... <clears throat> Uh, liked listening to you today. Mm -hmm. What what's your ideal customer, and uh, what problems would you help them solve? So, I help people who have trouble with limiting beliefs, fear of failure, have a hard time being positive in their life. They know they can do more, but they don't take action. Okay. If you're one of those individuals, that's mm -hmm. who I help. Okay. I do mindset coaching. And we just help you with the quality of your mind and we help give you tools and we start to look at your life and what you're doing to self-sabotage yourself. And once we have a good understanding of where you are, we just figure out where you want to be. And then we begin that process together. And, so, and how long-term, uh, what, what's your hmm. average uh, tenancy, I guess? Three months. Three months. It, it takes me one to three months to basically give the person what they're looking for. Okay. And then, then it's up to them to is well action, typically action on their shortcomings. Typically, yeah. You, well, typically at that point, they are already equipped. I gave them everything they needed, so I give them all the seeds, and that they, they just have to take care of them. Okay. And um, if they wanted to go past three months, it's typically a new thing that they want to work on. For example, a lot of people they come to me for relationship help. Typically, within three months, I already fixed the relationship, and. From there, they say, okay, cool. They can come back for a tune-up, but it's very rare that I'm working with people longer than three months. Okay. Um, I think the longest I've, I've been with someone is like nine months, but that was a special circumstance. So it was just a lot of fear and they had a hard time letting go. And if they want to uh, get in touch with you, mm -hmm. what's the best place to do that? RevanConcepts.com. That's R-E-V-E-N Concepts.com. You can find all of my social medias there. You can either just uh, type in my social at Revan Concepts on any social media platform and we're going to pop up. Awesome. Um, well, well, I appreciate you spending the time with me today, Mike. Of course. And thank you so much for having me on and best of luck in your apps and in your school and all the ventures you have. Yeah, appreciate it. God bless, man. All right. Take care. Yeah.